Welcome to episode 14 of Saying Goodbye by Wallace Gibbs. June 24, 2020. Today is Gail's 18th straight day to be with Mama. After awakening, I checked my email and read my daily devotional by Chuck Swindoll, and then checked my calendar to see what events were listed for today. The first listing was a reminder that Troy Cody, my neighbor, died three years ago today in 2017. Wow, I thought to myself, I can't believe that it was that long ago. Time surely has flown by, and I can't believe that he was only 48 years old. I quickly showered and dressed in some work clothes that I brought with me because there's always a project to do at Charlotte's house. Scotty was in the kitchen cooking pancakes and asked me if I would like one. I would love one. Thank you, I said. What is on your agenda today? In just a little bit, I'm going to leave here and relieve Charlotte at the cleaners. She left around 5 o'clock this morning. What is on your mind for today? I'm going to head over to the apartment, sit with Gail, and hopefully be able to visit with Mama some. I sure enjoyed y'all singing last night, Scotty said. I thought for sure your mother was going to pass last night. I thought so too, I said. I literally thought that when she closed her eyes, she was going to simply pass away right there. I sure am going to miss her, Scotty said as he looked out the kitchen window. She and I became very close as we worked the garden together. Things are just not going to be the same without her. I'm going to miss her too, I said. Scotty and I chatted about various things as I finished my breakfast. As I handed Scotty my empty plate, I asked him if I could help him clean up, but he told me it was okay and to head over, over to see Mama. Gail was sitting in the barn, smoking a cigarette and looking out over the hay meadow. Good morning, I shouted. Good morning, Gail shouted back. How did you sleep? I slept really good, I said. How about you? Fine. Mama slept very peacefully last night. That's good, I said. Is she awake? She goes in and out of sleep. Go on in and see, Gail said. As I entered the apartment, I heard Gail get out of her chair and then follow me in. We stood side by side as we both peered into Mama's bedroom and watched as she did her customary stretches and then contracting into a ball. Do you think she's in pain? I asked. I'm not sure, Gail said. She's off all of her medications except for a small dose of morphine. What is the morphine for? To help her relax. Good, I said as we continued looking at Mama. Well, I guess that I will find something useful to do until she wakes back up. I'll let you know when she is up. Thank you. I decided that I couldn't sit any longer, so I grabbed the weed eater out of Charlotte and Scotty's garage and began working on the fence line that separated Scotty and Charlotte's property from the hay meadow. There were a couple of small saplings that had grown into the barbed wire fence line and a small patch of briars as well. I began working on the briars first and then Virgil came out and joined me. What a relief. 
It was so much easier to cut when one of us would grab the tangled mess with the rake and pull while the other person took a set of clippers and loft, lopped off the vines at the ground level. Around 12 o'clock noon, we took a break and scrounged around in Charlotte's refrigerator for leftovers. We found some chicken spaghetti and heated it up for lunch. Afterwards, Virgil announced that he was going home and would be back later. I hugged him and told him how much that I loved him and to be careful driving back home. He told me that he loved me too, then he went over to the apartment, hugged Gail, and went inside to say goodbye to Mama. I sat down in the barn area and waited for him to exit. Virgil and Gail came out of the apartment together, and I stood up. Be careful going home, I said as I hugged him again. I will. Y'all be careful too, Virgil said as he headed to his truck, started it up, and slowly drove down the dirt driveway. That fence line is looking great, Gail said. Thank you, I said. He and I got the hardest part done. I'm going to collect all of the briars we cut down and put them on the brush pile. Then I'm going to start the weed eater and clean the tall grass from under the fence from the spot on the left all the way to the corner on the right. After that, I think that I'm going home. Okay, Gail said. I wish that I could help, but I need to stay close to Mama. That is where I want you to be, I said. I finished around 2.30 and put the tools that I had used back in the shed and then headed to Mama's apartment to wash my arms and face. Gail was in Mama's bedroom and I quietly entered. Mama looked up at me and asked, What have you been doing? I cleaned part of the fence line next to the hay meadow, I said. You should see it, Mama, Gail added. It looks so good. Mama didn't say anything. I'm going to head back to Hearst, I said as I bent down to kiss Mama on the cheek. Mama didn't say anything. Be careful, Wallace. Please text us when you get home, Gail instructed. I will, I said. I'm going to say goodbye to Charlotte and then I'm out of here. I love you, Gail said. I love you too. June 25th, 2020. Today is Gail's 19th day with Mama. I left for work this morning at my normal time of 7.30. When I arrived at my desk, I sent a text message to Daniel letting him know that we needed to mow Aunt Kathy's lawn and Chris's lawn, the lady next door. Donnie and I had lunch at Taco Bueno sitting under the crepe myrtle tree in between Taco Bueno and the 7-Eleven store. I can hardly believe that Donnie and I have been meeting at Taco Bueno for 17 years. We've had a lot of good conversations over tacos. After work, Daniel and I loaded our lawn mowing supplies and headed to Kathy's house. Daniel started mowing Chris's lawn while I started trimming Kathy's lawn. We would then switch and then I would trim Chris's lawn while he mowed Kathy's lawn. As I finished Kathy's lawn and started to trim the curbs at Chris's lawn, I noticed that Daniel was talking to her on her front porch. Daniel spotted me and waved me over. Dad, Daniel said, Chris wanted to talk to us about our car windows. 
I would like for you to be more careful with your weed eater, she said. I had to replace my passenger side front window because there were holes in it, and the only thing that I can think of is that your weed eater is doing it. As a matter of fact, I had to replace the window twice. Are you sure it was us? I asked. It's the only thing that makes sense, she said. I looked over to where her Subaru Outback was parked and then to a small piece of the flower bed that had small pebble-type rocks in it. The color drained from my face. I just spent over a thousand dollars replacing the windows. We will be more careful, I said, returning to my weed eating. While I finished up, I turned the scenario over and over in my mind and determined that it had to have been me that did it. After we blew off the driveway, I returned to the front porch and offered to pay for the damages. No, it's okay, Chris began. Just please be more careful. Thank you, I said. We will be extremely cautious in the future. Daniel and I loaded our supplies and returned home. My heart was still in my shoes. June 26, 2020. Today is Gail's 20th day with Mama. I left work a little early and went to Andrea Davis's house. Both Andrea and Kevin had left for Minnesota, so she texted me the garage door code so that I could load the ladder and the two step stool ladders that she had promised me. I made it home around 5.30 and picked up Laura so that we could join Kathy for our weekly dinner. We decided to try Dino's, a restaurant that I had seen many times but had never eaten at. I had heard several people brag about how good their pizza was, so I was excited to try it. When we arrived, the restaurant had only one other table with people in it. The hostess gave us an enormous menu, very similar to what you would get at a Denny's. I thought you were famous for your pizzas, I asked the hostess. The owners have decided to try a new format, she said. I browsed through the menu and eventually decided to try the chicken fried steak with onion rings. It wasn't very good, and in particular, the onion rings were horrible. Needless to say, Dino's is off of our places to go list. June 27, 2020. Today is Gail's 21st day with Mama. I headed down to Connie's house with my mower. I wanted to get our lawn Joan's lawn, and Connie's lawn completed before I drove to Pritchett. I noticed that there was a car parked in the driveway. I was very hopeful that it was Connie. As I approached the car, I noticed that there was an older lady in the driver's seat. She rolled down the window, and I introduced myself. I mowed the lawn last week because the grass was so high, I started. Is everything all right with Connie? The lady thought for a minute and then said, Connie went to rehab for her alcoholism. She will be there for at least a month. I am her mom, Mary. Wow, I didn't know, I said. It sure is nice to meet you, Mary. Would you like for me to continue to mow the lawn until she gets back? That would be nice, but she doesn't have money to pay you, Mary said. That's okay. I don't mind doing it, and it only takes about 45 minutes. I sure hope that someone would do that for me if I needed help. Are you sure? Mary asked. Positive.
Thank you. I started the mower and began mowing the front lawn. By the time that I had finished mowing, edging, and trimming, Mary was gone. So I closed the gate to the backyard and headed to Joan's house where I mowed both the front and backyards, making $23 for my trip to Pritchett. I finished our lawn around 11.30 and then showered, packed, and headed to Pritchett. When I pulled into Mama's driveway, I saw that Bobby Lumen's truck was there. He had arrived about 30 minutes prior to me and was visiting with Gail and the Bay Doors. Hey, Wallace, Bobby shouted as I got out of the car. When did you get here? I asked. About 30 minutes. I drove in from Del Rio up to I-20 and then over here, he said. Are you kidding me? I said, I was right behind you. Had I not stopped at QT and Terrell, I would have probably seen you on the freeway. It was around 2.30 in the afternoon, and Gail and Bobby and I visited for a while. Lenita and Scott are coming by later today, Gail said. They were in Dallas visiting Weston, their son. At around 4 o'clock, Gail's phone rang. Hello, Gail answered. Yes? Okay. Here, let me let you talk to Wallace and he can tell you how to get here. It's Lenita and she and Scott don't know how to get to Charlotte's house. Can you help them? Gail asked. Hello, I said as I took the phone from Gail. Wallace, Lenita said. Yes, I answered. We are in Pritchett right now. Can you tell us how to get to your mama's place? Lenita asked. You bet. Can you tell me what you see? I see a little country store that is at the intersection of Highway 1404 and Highway 155, Lenita informed. Perfect, I said. Almost directly across the street, you will see a street called Holly Drive. Okay, Lenita hesitated as she looked. I see it. Okay, take Holly Road and I will stay on the phone with you, I said. I waited a minute and then said, you should see a small church on your left-hand side. I see it. Okay, keep driving, I said as I counted to 30 in my head. Now you should be coming to a four-way stop. Yes, we are there now. Lenita said. Great. Now go through the stop sign and continue driving. You will come to a 90-degree curve to your left, I instructed. Okay, I see it, Lenita said. I counted to 40 this time. Now you should see a road that tees off to your right. Keep going straight. Okay, I counted to 40 again. You should be coming to a 90-degree curve to your right. Yes. Perfect, I said. In about 30 seconds, the road will make a 90-degree curve to your left. Okay, we're doing that now, Lenita said. You should see a driveway that angles up a hill on your right. Do you see that? I asked. I do, she said. That is Gina and George's place. Keep on the road, and in about 20 seconds, you should see a 90-degree curve to your right, I said. I see it, Lenita advised. Now, 
Keep coming down the paved road. You will see some houses every once in a while, and then the road slopes down and then comes back up, I said as I waited to get her feedback. I don't see the slope yet, Lenita responded. Wait, wait, there it is. Now what? You will see a large hay meadow on your left. When you get to the end of that, you will see a row of mailboxes. Turn left there, I said. I see them, Lenita exclaimed. Turn left into that driveway, and you will see us sitting in front of a metal building on your right side, I instructed as I waited. Okay, I can see your car now. I hung up the phone and watched as Scott, her husband, turned the car into Mama's driveway and pulled up right in front of Mama's place. We all stood up and hugged as Lenita got out of the car and shook Scott's hand. How was your drive? Kale asked. It was non-eventful, Lenita said. Do you think that I could go in and see Aunt Georgia? Lenita asked. Let's walk in there together and I can see if she is ready for a visit, Gail said. Gail entered the apartment with Lenita following while closing the door behind her. Bobby, Scott Stover, Scotty Gage, and I sat in the bay doors visiting. Are all five of you up here? Scott asked. Yes, I said. Charlotte is over at her house. Virgil and Gina are down at the pond fishing for catfish with Virgil's son Noah, and you know where me and Gail are. It's good that all of you get along and are here with your mom, Scott said. I agree. I consider it to be a blessing that we all get along so well. I would love it if we could all move up here so that we could see each other more often. I said. Gail exited the apartment alone and walked over to where we were sitting. Hey, Bobby started, I think that I'm going to head home if that's okay with you. Oh, Gail said, you didn't stay long. I'd like to get home before it gets dark so I can check up on the place, Bobby said. I am so glad that you came by. It means a lot to me, Gail said. Why don't you walk with me out to the truck, Bobby said. Bobby told everyone goodbye as he and Gail walked towards his truck. They sat out at the truck talking for about ten minutes before Bobby got in, started the truck up, and slowly drove off with a dust plume rising behind the truck. Meanwhile, Lenita came out of the apartment and headed towards the group that now consisted of just me, Scott, and Scotty. Is everything okay? I asked. Yes, Lenita remarked. We visited for just a little bit, and then she turned towards the wall and went to sleep. It's about the same for us, I said. There's not much visiting anymore. Now it's become a waiting game. Gail returned to the bay doors and then went inside the apartment to check on Mother. She returned about five minutes later and joined me, Lenita, Scott, Scotty, along with Gina, Virgil, Noah, and Charlotte, who had joined the group. We all visited and reminisced for a while until Lenita and Scott announced that they, too, were leaving to go back to the DFW area. We all hugged and said our goodbyes, knowing that this would probably be the last time that Lenita would ever see Mama alive. 
It was also quite possible that this would be the last time that we would see Lenita as the person that kept coming kept her coming back to visit was now slowly slipping away. When it was just the immediate family again, Virgil and Gina announced that they had caught 14 catfish and were going back to Gina's house to dress them and put them in the freezer. When are you going home, Wallace? Gina asked. I'm going to stay for a couple days, I said. Good, I will see you tomorrow then, Gina said. When are you and Noah going home, I asked Virgil. I think that we're going to head out tomorrow morning, Virgil said. We'll stop by before we leave. Sounds good. Have a good night, I said. Virgil, Noah, and Gina all loaded into Virgil's pickup truck and drove slowly back down the driveway to the private road and then towards Holly Road. They say that it's going to rain tonight, Charlotte said. Hopefully it won't be a big storm. Me too, Gail said. What are you eating for dinner? I made some meatloaf, green beans, and squash, Charlotte said. Would you like for me to bring you a plate? I'll come over and make me a plate, Gail said. I need to get away from the apartment for a minute. Gail and Charlotte left and started walking toward Charlotte's house. Scotty and I sat in the bay door and looked out over the hay meadow. I sure am going to miss your mom, Scotty said. Me too, I said. Me too. When Gail returned, I left with Scotty and fixed me a plate over at their house. Dinner was delicious. Charlotte told me not to worry about the dishes, so I left the house and returned to Mama's apartment. When I arrived, Gail was sitting in the bay door, smoking a cigarette and lost in her thoughts. I sat down in the chair beside her, and we both watched the horizon over the hayfield as a storm slowly approached. The lightning in the storm was beautiful to watch. How are you holding up? I asked. I'm doing okay, Gail answered. It's hard to watch Mama deteriorate like this. She is slowly becoming a shell of herself. I know, I said. For someone who was so strong and fierce, she certainly went downhill quickly. The two of us sat around visiting while we continued to watch the approaching storm. Around 9.30, I left to go to Charlotte's house and go to bed. The house was dark when I entered, so I quickly brushed my teeth and slid under the sheets in the bed in the guest room. Deep in the night, I heard rain slam against the roof and could hear the wind blowing ferociously outside. Suddenly, the house became deathly quiet as the electricity cut off and the air conditioner stopped running. I laid in the darkness for about 30 seconds when the ceiling fan started to turn again and the air conditioner came back on. I didn't think any more about it and went back to sleep. This concludes episode 14 of Saying Goodbye by Wallace Gibbs.